How do you do, ladies and gentlemen? What's the real truth about Citizen Kane? It'll probably turn out to be a very simple thing. Hello, everybody. We hope you're doing well. I'm Max. And I'm Parker. And welcome back to Better Than Citizen Kane, the highly subjective show where we look at a movie and ask the question, is it better than Citizen Kane? I thought you didn't believe a movie could be better than Citizen Kane. When did I say that? On the ride to New York. No, no, no. I never said that. Yes, that's right. Nothing can be better than Citizen Kane. Unless you believe that all films are contenders for the title of greatest movie of all time, then it can. This is an amendment to the earlier rule. If a film has a great historical or cultural impact and does what it's trying to do well, the comparable relevancy of Citizen Kane to a society 80-plus years on is lifted. That doesn't work either. Because what happens then is, all the old guard can't understand how you could think a more recent film means Citizen Kane is less great. Like it means Citizen Kane can't still be historic, and why do you have to go to other movies to find reflection and relevancy? And when you say, no, 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 Citizen Kane can still be relevant, but other movies can have relevancy too, the old guard then accuses you of having recency bias, which you probably do. I mean, come on, who the hell are we kidding? Let's face it. Which brings us back to the earlier rule before the amendment, which is nothing can be better than Citizen Kane. Except for When Harry Met Sally 1989. Or is it? <laughs> wow. Excellent work. Good stuff all Thanks. across the board. That's very fun. Thank you. That was um, from Everything Everywhere All at Once. I oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's strange of you to bring that up. That yeah. was last time, but uh, you know, yeah. I, can, I can deal with it. I can handle yeah. it. Also, I also was like, should I go full Billy Crystal? I went, no. No. I didn't practice. <laughs> so I hope that was okay with everybody. Yeah. Well, thanks for tuning in, everybody. Yeah, welcome back. Glad, glad you're here. It's a cozy um, episode today. Cozy episode we're today. We're in sweaters today. Yep, we're back in our chill lounge holding the mic vibes. Yeah. Good stuff. It's nice. It's nice. It's good stuff. Yeah, good stuff. And we're talking about, as Max so wonderfully introduced, When Harry Met Sally. When Harry Met Sally. Parker, what's your history of When Harry Met Sally? Oh boy. Where were you when Harry met Sally? Oh, where was I? That's a great question. Um, it was one of those that I'd always heard a lot about. Mm -hmm. um, it often makes those lists of like greatest comedies of all time, greatest rom-coms of all time. Um, but uh, I knew that it was rated R and uh, being raised religiously, I, I didn't get to it at all in high school. It was one of those things that was like, yeah. And it's rated R. It is. Yeah. For that one F-bomb it has. I totally forgot. Yeah, I mean, having an orgasm in the middle of a deli probably didn't help their rating. <laughs> We're two minutes no, in, ladies and gentlemen. We've got orgasm on mic. You pointed out. <laughs> Obviously, that makes sense. But in my head, I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah it does, like, comparatively, right? Like, yeah. when, you, when I think of, like, R-rated comedies, it's yeah, not this vibe at all. No, no, but not it is, at all. But it is rated R. So I didn't get to until college. And when I did finally get to it, I just instantly fell in love with it i was yeah. like oh my gosh this is just so cozy and so nice and genuinely like so sharply written like you and i talk a lot about something that we both enjoy about um early film history of like the 30s and 40s that really snappy dialogue i feel like this movie has so much of that it really it's does. got that vibe to it like it feels yeah. like it could be like Cary grant and katherine hepburn oh yeah just zinging at each other you oh know? yeah no totally totally um, and so ever since I watched it, it's become, it's become a yearly thing. I watch it, uh, at least once a year, uh, usually during the fall into winter transition. Um, although it might like, it might end up, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see where things land for me as time goes on. I could see myself 
revisiting this like in the fall, but then also this being a really great New Year's Eve movie. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, One of the few, I would say. Yeah. I'd say so. One of the few candidates. Uh, What about you? What's your history with this movie? I didn't, I mean, it's one of the, again, it's a movie that exists within our culture. It Mm -hmm. has a big point in it. I feel like you, I don't know. I don't know how to speak for people who are younger than me, but I feel like as I was growing up, it was like, yeah, when Harry met Sally, it's just a thing that you hear about. Sure. I didn't really know what it was. And then like once I was like 13 or 14, you'll learn about the restaurant scene. I'll have what she's having. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really had no clue what it was about really until I came to your house in November of 2021. And I watched it for the first time. Um, but this is my fourth watch because I squeezed it in earlier this sure. year. Um, wow. Two years ago. That's wild mm-hmm. to think about. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So it's been two years yeah. with Harry and Sally and I've enjoyed it. <laughs> Good. Um, we had a funny little moment this last time we watched it of we were talking about, oh man, how must this have played to a crowd when it came yeah. out? Like watching this in a theater packed full of people. And you made the mention of our uh, local independent theater, downtown Salt Lake, the yeah. Broadway. You're like, oh man, like how do we, how do we get it to the Broadway? Was it the next day? I think so. <laughs> it was like pretty soon after they announced that they're just showing it on like December 29th. Yeah, it's part so, of the, like holiday Christmas lineup. Yeah, so that's a must. That's a must. That's we a gotta, must. Got to go check that out. Yeah, but, um, yeah, very fun. I, uh, I, I, we talked about this before, but uh, still, just makes me happy to know that I was able to introduce this to you here at my place when we watched. Yeah, it. good movie. But you didn't see it till college. No, I gotcha. probably watched it sophomore year sometime. Okay, so cool. Yeah. Okay, so. This movie, man. This movie. I think the comparison to those like 30s, 40s, like code era films is interesting because mm-hmm. obviously we just talked about how like, oh, I forgot it's rated R. Yeah. So just at this point in my life, rated R doesn't mean anything. Sure. Like I yeah, just see it's just, any I don't, movie. I don't think about I don't it anymore. I don't think about it. Um, but I think that's interesting because a large reason as to why they were doing a lot of that dialogue and how they would view it when they were writing it. I can't remember where this, what movie this comes from or what director or writer says it. So what's the point of bringing it up? It's just one of those thoughts that exists in my brain that someone else introduced to me of, um, of like they, they used dialogue as sex in those movies. Mm -hmm. So like the two characters, rather than like having them, you know, even like kiss horizontally, which you weren't allowed to do um, or have sex, they would just have really snappy dialogue. It was like, that's, if that's all you have, to show the chemistry between these people and like the sexual tension, then you're going to make use of it. And I feel like this movie also has a little bit of that, but not really. A lot of the snappiness is between like, there is that, yeah, but it's not as like sexually, like, you know, like on fire necessarily because they are friends for so much of it. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's an interesting point of like these two people who get along really great through their dialogue until they actually do end up sleeping together. I don't know. Yeah, don't know. that's a thought. I don't really. That's a great. Like, that's a great observation. For it, no, I I like that a lot. I think I think there's definitely like merit to that observation and interesting things to be said about that. Um, yeah, and you're who right. Knows like if a, we'll, we'll say who that. knows if we'll say them? But there could be <laughs> potential is there. Is what I'm saying. Um, yeah. No, I agree. Like there is a lot of that kind of energy to this of just like I don't know it. In my experience with uh, rom-coms, which I've seen quite a few, um, I grew up with sisters um, and who I was very close with. And so that was a big rotation was just kind of watching rom-coms with them and my mom. Um, And a lot of the time in my experience with other rom-coms, 
it's sort of like them finally sleeping together is like the slow burn of the entire movie. Like it right. is the point. Like the, you know. When are they going to sleep together? Right. And this feels, I don't know, like it, it manages to skirt that a little bit by virtue of just focusing on their dynamic as people for so much of it. Yeah. And really, once we're into the movie proper, after you've had the time jumps, very firmly establishing, like, you know, Billy Crystal even says, he's like, you may be the first beautiful woman I've never wanted to sleep with. Yeah. And that's wonderful, Harry. Like, they, they're very clear, like, okay, this is not on the cards right now. Right. At least not for the next little while. Like, yeah. we're just going to be focusing on something else. But even, like, watching the movie, like, the first time I watched it, I don't think I ever really had this sense of, like, when are they going to sleep together? Yeah. Like, because so much of that movie, the first, the time jumps, the conversations in the time jumps are, can a man and a woman be friends mm-hmm. without sex getting in the way, yeah. right? Or wanting to sleep together or whatever. Um I don't know. We'll talk about that too. I feel like let's let's really quick just give like a summation. Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you want to do it? Sure. Okay. Um. So this movie uh opens well not fully opens. We we have this kind of framing device that we keep cutting back to throughout the movie of older couples sitting on a couch talking directly to camera yeah. about their stories of how they met. Yeah. Which um, are all based on real stories that they recorded and then had actors reperform for mm-hmm. the camera. Yep. So the stories are real. The, the people are not. Yeah. And that whole framing device was inspired by Rob Reiner. The director was um, at some sort of party. And while he was there, I think like a producer he knew, somebody he was involved with professionally had brought their parents and their parents were very clearly like out of their depth with this younger crowd, all, you know, Hollywood industry people don't really know how to talk to any of these people. And Rob Reiner being the nice guy that he is, like deliberately kept going out of his way to like engage this person's parents and like try to engage them in conversation. And so at a certain point he asked them, hey, how did you two meet? And I can't remember which of the stories it is, but one of the stories in the movie is their oh, story wow, that's of how cool. they met. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this is, I like this. This is interesting. And so that's kind of where that German idea came from. Yeah. Um, but once we have that frame of device out of the way, we open on the movie proper at the University of Chicago. We meet um, Harry Burns and Sally Albright, who are connected through um, a mutual acquaintance. Harry is dating Sally's friend, Amanda Reese. Mm-hmm. And... Um, they both happen to be going to New York after graduating. And so they're like, hey, we'll just carpool together, right? Yeah. And, and it's like circa 1974, maybe? I think so, it's yeah. it's like, like 15 mm-hmm. years or something. Something like yeah. that, yeah. And uh, we were joking about it as we watch it, but genuinely, I think they do a pretty good job of aging them down. They do. In like their hairstyles yeah. and the clothes that they're wearing. It is funny. Like you made the point of like, it is funny that really all they tried with Billy Crystal was to give him hair and like longer <laughs> hair and then the side like burns. sideburns. But, like, putting him in that and then also, like, the hoodie sweatshirt he's wearing yeah. is, like, it does a lot. Like, if he's totally. just walk like, when he's walking out to the diner they stop at, I for, like, a split second, I'm always like, oh, that works. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think a lot of it, too, is, like, not so much her because I don't feel like Sally changes as much in mm-hmm. these first few jumps. But, like, Harry's physicality in this first section oh, yeah. is drastically different than yeah. the rest of it. Like. Even just the way he handles himself in the car, this kind of like laid back, yeah. feet kicked yeah, up. like also kind of hunched over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah he's just like, he's around. very loose. He's super loose. Mm-hmm. The and loosest guy you ever did see. With the rest of the movie, he still has some of that energy, but it's, you know, matured yeah. now. They like, put him in blazers. Exactly. he's sitting up straight a little more. Yep. Yeah. 
And so they have to drive all the way from Chicago to New York and uh, pretty immediately don't hit it off very well. Yeah. Um, he's kind of a slob and, and also an edge lord. He's yeah. like, I think about death every day. Uh-huh. And she's like, okay, cool. And she's a neat freak. And she's like, well, I've broken the whole thing down into schedules yeah. and we can shift, you know, to do our shifts. And like, she's very, very organized and neat. Go to a diner, have some more conversation. Um, introduce the whole idea of like, you know, relationships and sex and all of this stuff. Yeah. He makes a pass at her. She's like, you're dating one of my friends. Are you crazy? Yeah. And he goes out of his ways to defend himself. Um, I, I can't do this for the whole podcast. We're going to be here all day. I know. So I'll just do one, which is that just, there's so many great lines in here of, <laughs> he's like, all right, fine. I take it back. All right. I take it back. She says, you can't take it back. It's already out there. Oh, geez. Call the cops. It's already out there. Yeah. I say that all the time. You do. Followed by her being like, let's just let it lie. He's like, okay, I'll let it lie. And then once they get in the car, I can't remember. He's like, like, see what I did? I didn't let it lie. You want to get a motel room? Oh, yeah. See what I did? I didn't let it lie. It's really good. (laughs) It's really good. Yeah. Um, And then they have like the big piece of this section that's important and comes back in play later is that after the diner scene, she says, we're just going to be friends. Yeah. And he says, cool. You realize men and women cannot be friends, right? And he has his whole mantra of like, look, the sex thing always gets in the way. Like, doesn't matter if you're platonic, doesn't matter if you're involved. Like, somehow, some way, your male friends are always going to be wanting to sleep with you. And that means that you can never just be friends because there's always that question hanging right. over you. Yeah. And she is very resistant to that. She's like, that can't possibly be true. Yeah. And, you know, he's like, well, do you have any friends that are male friends that are just friends? She's like, I don't know. Yeah. He's like, see what I mean? Well, she's like, yes. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Yeah. You think you do, but you don't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then they part ways. They get to New York and um, in the age before social media or cell phones or swapping numbers, it's literally just, well, have a nice life. Yeah. Because, <laughs> because just... basically she's like, well, I'm sad we can't be friends because you're the only person I knew in New York. Mm-hmm. And then he gets his baseball bat and his, his laundry bag, bag and his double bag and walks into the park. And it's like, I guess that's how you enter New York. I guess that's it. Leaving college. You graduated college and all you have is a baseball bat and two bags. So funny. So then we have a time jump. We do. Five years. Five years later. Yep. And we see. Wild to me, by the way. Yeah. When I saw this the first time. Yeah. I mean, I kind of figured because they were young and they were in cars, but I was like, what? And then it was five years later. I was like, oh, okay. It is shocking how quickly this first like 30 minutes just jumps around and then just completely settles in and it never happens again. So we jump five years. I'm going to talk about why I think, I mean, we both know it's great, but I want to talk about why. Yeah. Jump five years. Sally's at the airport with her uh, boyfriend, Joe, who is uh, the perfect Ken Barbie doll. He is. It's really great casting. He really is. Um, And they're macking on each other and... Harry passes by and does a, a double take and reverse and just sits there staring at them while they're making out until suddenly pulls away. He knows Joe from Which work. Which is also a fun reversal from the introduction to college mm-hmm. of Harry and Amanda kissing and Sally waiting. So it's yeah. nice. It's Good. nice. I do like that bit. Um, and so he knows Joe from work. Sally immediately recognizes and him. And like tries to hide behind yeah. Joe. And Harry doesn't clock her for a second. He like until sees he... her and then he's like... yeah. Because I don't think Joe doesn't introduce her. No. Right? No, he does, actually. Does I think he? he says, This is Sally Albright, but Harry's That's just right. like, yeah. nice to meet you. Yeah. And then he, he kind of does the double take and yeah. he's like, Oh, hey, it kind of clues him in. Sally's right? like, Thank God he didn't place me. He couldn't mm-hmm. place me. Yep. Uh, tells Joe about their drive from New York. Uh, brings and up brings the up the question. Mm-hmm. Hey, he said that men and women can't be friends. It's so Do you think funny. that's true? No. 
Do you have any female friends? Just friends? No. But if it's important to you, I will get get some. some. (laughs) We're going to do this. I'm sorry. There's too many good ones. It's a funny movie. Uh, Sally gets on the... Oh, they they say I love you, which is a big deal. Big deal. Yeah, Sally. She kisses him some more. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Uh, Get on the plane. Harry is in the row behind her and makes some sort of crass comment to her of like... Did you look this good at the University of yeah. Chicago? Did we uh, make some fisting motion? <laughs> uh, the dude sitting next to her offers up his seat. They yeah. swap places. That guy cracks me up, by he's the way. Really he's funny. like watching them with such delight. It's like he knows he's in a movie. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I get to be next to the main people. Yep. You're Harry and Sally. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a good, a good feature like, Would you like extra. to sit together? And it does kind of suck because in the real world, if a woman says no, you should be like, okay. But mm-hmm. Harry just says yes at the same time. And the man's like, okay. Yeah. Bad. bad but also it was harry and sally hmm. so it turned out okay turned out okay anyway um harry sits down they have a talk uh harry reveals that he is getting married another great line delivery of just who is she it's really good <laughs> just shocked that any woman would want to be with this man yep for the rest of their lives um and he sort of psychoanalyzes her and joe's relationship calls out that it's you know hey you've only been dating like what a month yeah um and he's like you took you to the airport you don't do that yeah. all this stuff um once again sort of like she brings up this whole thing of like oh hey you said that men and women can't be friends because like well we could just be friends she's like no we can't you said so and he's like i never said that which yes, is I did. which is what i did right. at the start of this right mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah it's that whole section yeah um but he wasn't talking about citizen kane no he was not unfortunately can you imagine no no uh, if, if only they talked about one of the other movies that we t- covered on this podcast. Hmm. 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 Too bad. Too bad. Uh, so they say their goodbyes. Um, and again, it's one of those things of like, hey, not planning on ever seeing you again. They leave. Another five-year jump happens. Yeah. Which really got me. Yeah. It's like, wow. Whoa. Um, and Sally's in the park with her friends. Um I cannot remember the other girl's name. One of her friends and then she, yeah. Carrie, Frisch, Carrie Fisher, who yeah. is playing... Um, Marie. Marie, yeah. I don't know her other girlfriend's name, but they're all having lunch. Uh, we get to know Marie a little bit. and She's Sally... the kind of person who has a Rolodex or like recipe box in her yeah. bag of just men mm-hmm. uh, and their contact information. She's got this running bit of a man she's having an affair with um, and everybody is like, He's never leaving his wife. You yeah. know that. And she's like, you're right, you're right. I know you're right. And yeah. She's she's like exclusively attracted to married men. <laughs> she pulls out one of them and like dog ears it yeah. at a certain point because she finds out that dude's married. Yeah. Um, Sally reveals that her and Joe just broke up. So they're together for five years. Yep. And they just broke up. Yep. And uh, she is handling it like a champ. She's like, we were growing apart. It's again, she's very cold, very analytical about the whole thing. She's like, I feel great. I feel fine. Yeah. She's in the morning uh, phase. Yep. We then cut to Harry at a football game with uh, his friend Jess, yes. played by Bruno Kirby. I thought he was played by Eddie Burback. <laughs> no. He looks a lot <laughs> like the YouTuber Eddie Burback. Um, and this bit, I love this bit so much because a whole bunch of this movie is kind of a creative melting pot between Rob Reiner, Billy Crystal, um, Nora Ephron, and Meg Ryan. They all kind of had things to contribute. Yeah. And this scene specifically was a rejected SNL sketch that Crystal came up with of a dude 
with his therapist at a football game. And every time he has a breakthrough, the wave comes by. Yeah. And he's like, let's go. Oh, that's a good bit. And so they, they repurposed it here, which I think is really great. Um, and he is telling, uh, his friend Jess about how he's starting to get a divorce. Um, and he makes up this whole big story about some conversation he had with his wife, confrontation they had about it. Um, and he gets to the end of the story and he says, well, you know, the worst part is it's all a lie. I made it like a, she's in love with somebody else. She's moving in with him. Like I followed her. That's how I found out. We didn't even talk about it. Oh, interesting. I always, oh, interpret, not... I always interpreted it as everything that he told him happened, but Helen, what Helen told him of like why she's leaving him was a lie. Oh, interesting. And she left, she was leaving him because he's, in, she's in love with somebody else, but that whole thing still I could happened. See, I could see that. Wow. I, I've always, I've always interpreted it. Cause he has, he's like, he tells him this whole thing and he's like, I haven't even told you the worst part yet. And he says, well, what could be the worst? What could be worse than Mr. Zero? No, he yeah. says, it's all a lie. Interesting. So wow. I always thought that whole story hmm. was him trying to be like, I had a moment to stand up for myself and then he's vulnerable. And he's like, no, actually hmm. like I, I was humiliated and followed her to find out. Oh, interesting. That's how I read it. But I don't know. Tell us what you think. Open to interpretation. Um, but in any case, that's what we need to know is that he's getting a divorce from yeah. Helen, who mm -hmm. is the woman he was talking about on the plane five years ago. Yep. So uh, Sally and Marie go to a bookshop and there Harry is lurking. Yes. Someone <laughs> is looking at you in personal growth. Yeah. He's peeking around. Um, also costuming in this movie <sighs> is iconic as we know, yeah. as people know as, in the last two years, know. there's been a lot of wearing the sweaters for Halloween. That sort mm -hmm. of thing. Um, Let's let's decide their two best looks in the movie, and Ooh. are they just right here? They for both of them. Hers a hundred hundred percent with the like glasses, the, the red the turtleneck, red. the the blazer, the glasses, it's her really hair nice. curled. It's, she looks really nice. She looks incredible in this. I scene. also think this might be Harry's best look because he has the beard. As mm -hmm. soon as he loses the beard, yeah, I'm like, ah, it's okay, but but the beard, the man. beard was it. It did a lot. I think I I could I could be convinced either this scene for Harry or um them at like uh the met later on when they're talking okay yeah that's true i think that's a really that good might be his best him. look but there's, there's so many good ones to pick from. but him in the sweater he still has the beard too so it mm -hmm. might be the sweater yeah. too the famous sweater i don't know i don't know but yeah this is i don't know yeah they're all incredible yep. something about this for meg ryan yeah. though is just second up though like it when she wears the the hat in oh yeah yeah before she goes on her date and he's like, is that what you're wearing? And she's like, what's wrong with it? And I'm like, yeah. nothing. Not a thing. Good fits. You look that would great, That have aged great and mm -hmm. would kill today. Kill today. Anyone. Absolutely. So. Um, yes. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, so they reconnect. And um, they are both much softer this time. They much are. kinder and more empathetic Especially to Harry. Especially Harry. Harry has changed a lot. Mm -hmm. um, which I feel people either don't care if he changed mm -hmm. or not because there's a lot of like i don't know a lot of people our age i feel like are kind of like he still sucks at the end i don't know i, th I, I think know. i think all of his edges get sanded off yeah um quite frankly by the process of getting a divorce i think speaking from experience it does things to a man mm. mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. so i i can i can empathize a lot with harry and just yeah. kind of that much quieter version of him that we right. get here like like you said, like, I think a good example of this is that, you know, he, he asks how Joe is and she says, fine. I hear he's fine. He's like, you're not with Joe anymore. She's like, we actually just broke up. 
Harry from 15 minutes ago, 10 years ago, would have had a field day with that. Yeah. Would have immediately like gone into either savior mode to get in your pants or just really rub it in, right? Yeah. And he's just he's just so kind and empathetic. He's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like, no, genuinely, I'm really, really sorry. Yeah. And thus and thus she is sympathetic to him mm-hmm. when he says, I'm getting divorced. Yeah. And that's how they become friends. Yeah. And that's kind of it like, like from like, there it's just we'll be friends from now on mm-hmm. which is really nice yeah they have a really they have a really lovely moment again good growth from harry yep. of they go and get dinner and they talk about everything um and then they're walking around afterwards and he he makes a mention of how she's different and he's like you're much softer now and she yeah. gets upset about that and she says that's a backhanded compliment like it's yeah. really just pointing out that you thought i was icy and cold or whatever and he's like What's the statute of limitations on apologies? Yeah. Which is a 10 years. Which I think is a really important line. Yeah. And I highlighted in my review. It's really time. good. I think it's really important. It's really important, I think. Yeah. And that's why I wanted to bring it up here. Like, it is that shift of she calls him out for his behavior back then and now. And rather than fight, rather than defend, rather than say, I never said that. He's like, think I could still apologize? Like, yeah. would it matter? Yeah. And she accepts. And it's just a very nice beginning of their friendship. Absolutely. Um, and like we mentioned earlier, scene closes with, hey, you know, you are, you might be the first beautiful woman I've never wanted, like ever wanted to not sleep with. Yeah. And that establishes the whole dynamic. That's wonderful, Harry. And then from there is kind of the rest of the movie. Like we it's could nice, go scene by scene. Well, there's a nice but... montage of mm-hmm. them being friends. You know, yeah. they're both trying to get back out there mm-hmm. and date and stuff. Um, you know, they get a Christmas tree together. Yeah. Um, they talk about Casablanca, which is what I was referring to earlier. And they watch it together. They watch it together over the phone, which is a cute little thing that Billy Crystal and Rob Reiner did. Mm-hmm. They would watch movies over the phone together. Yeah. And I think that's really important, too, that it's a friendship that isn't just being written and created by a man or two men. Totally. It's two men, but also, like, women are pitching in, and it's mm-hmm. just, like, an honest portrayal of a friendship, a close friendship that you have with someone no matter their gender identity. Yeah. And it's very interesting, the background of Rob Reiner and Nora Ephron, because they both had recently come out of um, divorces and ending of relationships and kind of came into this, not bitter, but like specifically with the objective, like, let's make a rom-com where they don't end up together. Yeah, that was yeah. the goal. They were feeling cynical. Mm-hmm. And then through the process of writing this and directing this and just doing this whole thing, they both kind of fell back in love with the idea of love. And I yeah. think that's very wonderful and wholesome. Really wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. So they're friends for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they're trying to get each other to find dates. So they go on a double date with Jess and Marie. Mm-hmm. Their two friends, Jess and Marie hit it off in like the, one of the funniest, <laughs> like most slapstick moments. <laughs> one is just Jess being like, I wrote that. When she quotes something he wrote in a magazine at dinner. Mm-hmm. Did I skip too much? No. Okay. Again, it's, it's a, lot a lot of, of like, funny lines. There's lots of funny lines, lots of tidbits. You know, but... What was I doing? Uh, you were growing. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. really funny. Um, and then like this dinner. Uh, and then, yeah, so basically Jess and Marie hit it off when Harry and Sally were trying to set each other up with their friends. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, they're like, well, maybe don't get together tonight because, you know, they're each telling their respective friend, like, hey, I know you're interested in Jess or I know you're interested in Marie. Don't try and get... Yeah, don't reject the other person. And it's like, okay, I won't. And then and it's so funny. And Jess is just like, 
girl, I'm, 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 I'm going to go home. I'm going to get a cab. And Marie's just like, I'll come with you. And he's like, great. And then a cab just pulls <laughs> up and they get into it. And it's so... It like peels out. It's like classic, just really funny gag. It's really it's, good. It's like a gag. Like yeah. there's a lot of funny lines and a lot of jokes in this movie, but that is a gag. Totally. And it's so good. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. In here you get the infamous diner scene. Yes. Um, which... The only tidbit I'll share about that that I just think is very funny, um, just from an acting and directing perspective, is just uh, Meg Ryan was obviously feeling a little bit, you know, daunted by doing this because it is a very like vulnerable thing to be doing in front of a bunch of strangers and a camera yeah, crew. She's like faking an orgasm mm-hmm. in front of a bunch of people. Yeah. And so, you know, she was really nervous about it. And to loosen her up, Rob Reiner gave her essentially a line read of that like he sat in the chair and did it and he's like hey if i can do it and you're meg ryan you're gorgeous and wonderful and everybody's like if i can do it like anybody can do it like yeah. you know the, the the ceiling of embarrassment has been raised far enough that you'll be fine show the reiner show the reiner cut <laughs> yeah where's where's where is the tape where's, where's the, the footage where's the even just the audio recording of him doing it's so funny <laughs> It's just, but also the video, ugh, it'd yeah. be so funny. But that's, that's, that's a really good, like, director thing I think so. Like, it's just, like... Like, you're a director. Yeah, and that's, I, it, like, I, I really enjoy that story because that's kind of, like, the energy that me and my directing partner will always want to bring to set of just, like, everybody should be comfortable. Everybody should feel safe. Everybody should feel... Because, like, you know, we've heard all sorts of horrific, awful stories about you know, especially women's experience on film sets, having to do things that are vulnerable or intimate and being met with really atrocious behavior of cat calling and wolf whistling and all this horrible stuff. And I'm just glad that like that wasn't happening here because it very much could have, right? Like you could have had some asshole boom op making some snide comment every time they said cut. But like, as I understand it, it was a very safe and supportive environment on set doing no small part to what Rob Reiner brought to the table and wanting to make it that way. And I think that deserves to just be That's acknowledged. Nice. And it's nice. Thank you for acknowledging it. Yeah. Um, at a certain point they will start seeing other people. Yeah. We right? see like little tidbits of stuff as they go. Actually. Through. Okay. Real quick. Mm. I do want to bring up specifically what you mentioned, hit them at the Met. Yeah. And um, obviously, you know, Billy Crystal improving the whole silly voice. Meg Ryan looking at Rob Reiner off camera. Mm-hmm. Really good. But the thing that I think is really important there that gets me every time is when he's like, would you like to go see a movie tonight in his silly voice, which I won't replicate here. Once we have a Patreon, <laughs> that's when you'll hear it. No. Um, and basically he's like, would you like, and she's like, oh no, sorry, Harry, I can't. And he's like, why not? Do you have a hot date? And she's like, well, yeah. And it's like before they both kind of get back out there and he's like, oh, and she's like, I, I didn't want to tell you. I thought, I don't right, know, we've been spending so much time yeah. together. And he's like, no, that's great. I'm happy you have a date. And there's this briefest, it's really good for Meg Ryan, just mm-hmm. like the briefest kind of like, oh, like, like she kind of hoped that yeah. he would be a little disappointed, you know? Yeah. Which is just so really well executed. Well, they, they just sprinkle those moments all over the place oh, in yeah. really great ways. Like she has that expression there after she does her whole... Uh, show of the orgasm there's like just this really like warm smile and like approving nod from billy crystal like hey you got me yeah you you called me out yeah, yeah you got it yeah. and like there's just 
you you just watch all of those little micro moments of them falling in love with each other throughout this whole thing. Yeah. So that when it does eventually happen, like you are rooting for it to happen. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 Because the beginning of the movie, I don't think most people are feeling that way Mm-mm. just because of how at odds they are with each other. But like all those little moments and like that, that specific, like the slightest of expression shifts that she does yeah. is a really good moment to call out. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Jess and Marie are getting married, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is that where we're at? Basically? I think so. I, I think we're basically up to so that we're like point. Four months later, this is a time jump that they kind of brush aside. Yeah. It's like a four or five month time jump, right? There's a few more in there too. Well, yeah, this this whole section takes place over a year. Over a because year, because we, we see them right? Because there's all a New Year's party that they're at together, mm-hmm. and she's like, "See, you shaved your beard. Now we can dance cheek to cheek." And I'm like, "Boo, no, <laughs> it's fine, Billy Crystal. You look fine." Yeah, and that scene is kind of the moment they're starting to realize. Yes, which is also a really lovely moment where they are dancing cheek to cheek, and the camera stays locked, but they turn as they're it's a dancing. Great shot. And isn't it? She realizes she's, first. Well, yeah, but yeah. who's the one who's like kind of got their eyes closed? As they're he's kind of he's kind of she like it. nuzzles in and goes like, mm. yeah, and, and then it turns and his eyes. He's yeah. like, oh, and yeah. then it turns and she's kind of like, hmm. Mm-hmm. Another thing I love about this movie is that and something that again we'll talk about the future of rom coms following this yes. movie, but something that I think this movie gets really right is just the fact that both major things that happen on New Year's Eve are not timed to the countdown for maximum cinematic, like, oh, chef's yep. kiss, you know? They run out because they're like, do you want to get some air? And they're like, yeah, let's get some air. Yeah. And they run out, and the countdown reaches one as they're going outside. Mm-hmm. Everybody else is kissing, throwing confetti. The time doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Which is also kind of what the time jumps tell you, right? Yeah. It's like, the time does not matter because if they are going to be together, they will be together. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a really nice message. of like, I like that. There's plenty of time. Yep. They don't need to do the countdown to a kiss. Mm-hmm. And they kind of stand outside and then they're like, okay, if we're both single next year, then we have a date yeah. for next New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. And then we get into the year. Yep. So Justin and Marie are getting married mm-hmm. and they go to the sharper image. Yep. And do you want to talk about this scene? <laughs> yes, I do. Um, so they're at the sharper image and, uh, they find a karaoke machine before they call it a karaoke machine. Like, oh, you got to check this out. He's like, it's a singing machine. And I just think that's very cute and very eighties yep. that just, we hadn't in the u.s gotten that concept here yeah. yet yep um and so billy crystal gets to show up his show off his musical theater chops for a minute um and does uh, sorry with the fringe on top from oklahoma mm-hmm. and is really just hamming it up in yep. the middle of this sharper image gets, gets sally in too yep sally in who she's not great is meg ryan really not great or is she uh like, i don't know i know she doesn't she doesn't bad. do her own singing in anastasia so i imagine like okay. i think she can carry i think she's putting it on yeah, she i think is. she can carry yeah. a tune but yeah. she's not a professional yeah. singer okay right of course um and sally and, the character is really yes, bad she's and really it's really bad. endearing mm-hmm. because she is played by meg ryan and she's so wonderful and something really quick that i also want to mention is that it's really easy to catch all of harry's flaws in this movie and mm-hmm. to be like and often but also at the same time a lot of his like victories over her are a lot more bold and like sure. just by nature of who harry is and who billy crystal is that it's like way easier to follow this movie and be like man this movie's on the side of of, of harry mm-hmm. and i feel like if you're not really paying attention it's like no sally is also like a real person mm-hmm. who also has like not necessarily flaws but kind of flaws and we're getting to that when he kind of calls out something that she doesn't really do mm-hmm. and then like I don't know. Like she's just as equally getting victories over him. Totally. And like winning arguments. And I don't know. I just want to like highlight, like, I feel like it's so equal. It is. I feel like I love this where it's like, 
Harry can sing really well. Sally can't. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's really nice because it would be so easy to be like, well, it's Billy Crystal. And, you know, yeah. he's not the best looking guy. Mm-hmm. He's, any, you know, anyway. Right. Just no. wanted to throw I that out I think that's there. fair. Um, so they're singing. Yeah. So they're singing. And uh, halfway through, Billy Crystal just freezes. And uh, Sally thinks it's because of her singing. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, it's Helen, his ex-wife. And she's, she's just like, in the what? mic goes, Helen? <laughs> just to the whole story. And he puts the mic down. Another good bit. Um, and Helen does the meanest thing she could do of just going out of her way with her new boyfriend, mm-hmm. husband, whoever, just to walk up to Harry and just be like, hi, Harry, just she wanted to talk to you. She And it's like a weird approach. Yeah. Like it's super slow. Uh-huh. And like, and like she knows it's awkward, but she's doing it anyways. Like, why did you do this? Yeah. Like, why did you just see him from across the room and be like, let's get the hell out of here? Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so she introduces... She's like, well, you know, Harry, this is Ira, Ira Stone. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, hello, Ira. Uh, the Wario version of Ira Glass. <laughs> exactly. Um, and Harry's very flustered and then introduces Sally, um, which again is that kind of weird energy and pull of, oh, well, they're together. That must mean they're a couple right. is the assumption from and Helen. Yeah, but there's like no real like line of that. No, it's just like it's you just get kind that of the sense unspoken too. energy, right? Yeah. Um, and, and then she's just like, well, bye. Like, that was it. That's all she wanted to yeah. do was just to make sure she, he knew she existed. Yeah. I'm just like, man, that's a, why did you do that? Helen? Yeah. And he's really shook up about he it, is. but he tries to, he tries to walk it off. Um, yeah. cause he is not in touch with his vulnerability at all. Yeah. And Sally's worried about him. She keeps checking and he's like, no, it's fine. It's fine. She's like, she's weird though. Right? Like she looked weird. And like, yeah, this is like one thing where I'm like, mm, but also you get it because yeah, Harry he's in defense, in mode. defense mode and yeah. he kind of insults Helen. Mm-hmm. like you know kind of insults her body yeah. body shames her or whatever mm-hmm. but it's also like un it's not something that the movie's like yeah. right they're not like oh yeah get her harry like yeah. it's just clearly this dude is triggered and in trauma yeah. response another nice little note here is that as they're going in sally's like well why don't we go to a plant store and he's like no the sharper image does everything mm-hmm. and then after this helen encounter it just cuts them out of plant store yeah, and that's getting, where sally's yep. like are you okay and he's like yeah, i'm fine because they were getting a gift for Jess and Marie, like a housewarming gift? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're okay. moving into their place. Um, they're not getting married yet. They're, not yet. They're just Wild moving off. in together. Yeah. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Um, and yeah, he's, again, he's just like, oh, well, you know, city of 8 million people, you're bound to run into your ex-wife. Yeah. <laughs> Go to Jess and Marie's and they're having an argument over this wagon wheel coffee table. It's terrible. It's a bad table. I was going to ask your take. It's terrible. It's a bad table. Bad table. Um, but Jess it's is like very a wagon wheel with it. like a glass top. Yeah. And then later when he takes it out, it's just the wagon wheel. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they this just, thing comes they apart. Glass. Yeah. I it, guess. You don't need the wagon wheel. No. Anyway. Um, and so <laughs> they go and they're having this argument and Harry's just spaced out. He's just gone. Yeah. Um, and then he interrupts them to be like, oh, this is how it started with Helen and I. Yeah. Just so you know. Like, and he just goes on this whole tirade of basically, you know, the most cynical look at other people's love based on your pain of just saying, you think everything is fun and rosy now, but it's going to get worse because it always does and nothing is perfect. Put your names on everything right now because someday you're going to go 20 rounds over this dish plate. Yeah, or this table. Or this table. Yeah. And he freaks out. He storms out. <laughs> and he says, and just says, I thought you liked it. And Harry just screams, I was being nice. Yeah, really it's good. Really good. And then another great button on the scene. There's like two buttons on the mm-hmm. scene because Harry says that. Yep. And then Sally goes Sally's after him. like, he, he just ran into Helen mm-hmm. and goes out. And then Marie turns to Jess and is like, 
I want you I, to know something. No matter what happens. I will never. I will never, never want, want this table. wagon wheel <laughs> coffee table. Which is really and good. She just delivers it with like this earnestness of like, I need you to know I'm always going to love you. Like yeah. that's the energy. Yeah. I need you to know something. It's so good. And Carrie Fisher's Carrie Fisher's delightful in this movie. In this She's movie. so good. Like just cinematic hall of fame best yeah. friends oh yeah you know yeah she's great they're yeah. great jess uh, is great too yeah i do like jess quite a bit uh so sally follows him out they he blows up at her a little bit and kind of starts pointing out some of her flaws yeah because she's like do you have to do this here right now yeah and he's like at least i'm feeling something you never talk about joe yeah. you never like get emotional about yeah nothing anything. backs up on you like yeah. how do you function how do you do that which is such a nice Role reversal of typical gender roles mm -hmm. of like usually the man would or the woman would be like, well, why are you so unemotional? Yeah. Something nice. else that I feel like other movies get wrong. Totally. Um, it's, it's true to their characters. And I think a real, sorry, I don't want to yeah, take this. From no. You. I think the most important thing about this scene is that it doesn't end with them still fighting each other. Yes. And it ends with Harry going, are you done? Like mm -hmm. she's yelling at him and then he's like, are you done? And she's like, yes. And he goes, can, can I, I say, say something? I'm can I say something? He's like, I'm sorry. He just pulls her into a hug. And then they hug. And it's it. And then they go, and then they go, they're fine. Like that's, we're going to talk about this more in a minute with like the big plot point of this movie. But the reason this is my favorite rom-com of all time is that it is engaging and entertaining while completely avoiding the stupid mis miscommunication trope. Yes. Which shows up all the time. All the time. In rom-coms yep. specifically. And I hate it. And it doesn't do that. Like this is, these are real people. These are real arguments and disagreements people have and they come back together like real people because yeah. like i've i've had so many of those moments with partners where we would be you know things would be tense and we would have it out a little bit and then one of us swallows our pride and we put our walls down and then immediately everything's back to normal again it's fine yeah it's like hey i'm sorry yeah and as soon as somebody says they're sorry it's really hard it is really hard to get a sincere sorry from somebody in an argument and still double down and be like, well, I'm still angry. Yeah. And I just think, like you said, that's a really lovely moment. Yeah. And I think it just speaks to this movie's strengths. Yeah. So after that is when we cut to they're dating other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we How, see this Harry's kind of dating someone who's like a little younger. Yeah. Um, Sally's dating some guy. She's basically, yeah. Harry's dating a Marie calendar stand in. Yeah. Essentially. <laughs> yeah emily is aunt emily it's <laughs> good yeah um and her her new boyfriend is just kind of nothing yep again i don't remember anything about him nothing about him um but there's a really good bit where like they're both talking to uh jess and marie respectively and you think they're upset about like being excluded but they're not they're just confused about why the other person is dating this person yeah. of like you know uh, Jess is like, oh, well, no, he's 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 a nice guy. You should give him a chance. Like, we all went to a Met game the other day. He's like, you all went to a Met game? And you see Jess be like, well, it was it was a last-minute thing, and we weren't. He's like, Sally hates games. Yeah. Like, Sally hates sports. Like, he's not even yeah. thinking about yeah. that he wasn't invited. Right. Well, he also starts that conversation by being like, what do you think of him? Mm -hmm. What do you think of that guy? And he's like, he's great. Yeah. Um, but Sally, meanwhile, is talking to Marie, is like, what do you think of that girl that Harry's with? Isn't she a little young? Isn't mm -hmm. she? You know, she doesn't know that. It's another Ted. I asked her. I asked her where she was when Jay, when Kennedy was shot, and she said Ted Kennedy was shot. And Marie just goes, "No, no it's it's it's, oh, no, it's, it's Harry. The yeah, it's the other ones. The other yeah, it's ones, the other pair. It? Yeah, he's like, uh, he because yeah, Jess is like, oh, Emily seems great. So like, oh yeah, she's great. Uh, I asked her where she was oh, when that's Kennedy what got it was. shot. She said, 
Ted Kennedy went shot. Yeah, that <laughs> just was, goes, no. Yeah, that's that's what it was. It's Billy Crystal. Yeah, it's, it's really Harry good. And, and Jess talking about it's very it. Very funny. Um, um, interesting thing though from Sally is that Harry doesn't like sweets. Yeah, fascinated by that. I think that's his only really cancelable offense by the end of the movie. Other than that, he's apologized for everything else. But I mean, oh, he sure. doesn't like sweets. Yeah, at all sweets, except for Malamar cookies. Oh, he does like Malamar, the greatest candy ever invented. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> Weird guy, but yep. so real. What a real person. Yeah. So we have all these scenes, and then eventually everything builds into a crescendo of uh, Harry gets a late night call, and it's Sally, and she's very upset. Yeah. And he's like, well, what's going on? She's like, can you come over? He says, why? What happened? She's like, he's getting married. She says, who? And he's like, Joe. He's like, I'll be right there. And he, go he comes over, and she's... A mess. She has fallen all to pieces. Really um, good. Again, really good performance from Meg Ryan. Really good performance. I can't. I won't even try to do all the line deliveries that she does, but they're really good. Of just, again, very feeling like a real person. Like she's she's detailing everything to him, and she's very upset and talking about. It. And she's like, I need a Kleenex. He's like, Yeah. <laughs> just like yeah. she's just completely all over the place. Yeah. Again, one of those really weird moves from an ex. I think to yep. be like, okay, we dated for five years. We've been broken up for at least a year at yeah. this point, but he goes out of his way to call her up and let her know after no contact for a year to let her know, Hey, I'm getting married. Weird. Yep. And she has a really just devastating line. Cause something we brushed over the very beginning of when Harry and Sally reconnect is they go to dinner and she talks about what happened and she talks about how, she realized that she wanted to have a family someday and he didn't. He was yeah. not interested in that level of commitment. And she's like, okay, we just want different things and we went our separate ways. And she's been like, that has been her safety raft through this whole thing. It's just like, well, what can you do? You know, people want different yeah. things and that's okay. And you know, that is how she's been coping with all of this. Right. And all of that comes crumbling down from her in this just really heartbreaking line where she's like, I thought he didn't want to get married at all, but it turns out he just didn't want to marry me. Yeah. It's just heartbreaking. A really good performance that is like both heartbreaking and also really funny. Also really like, funny. It's really funny in the way that you can laugh at yourself mm -hmm. after you're done crying of like, why was I ever? Yeah. You know? Why was I so but like in the moment you're so sad. Yeah. But like, it's just like a really great portrayal of someone who's sad where it's like, it's still funny. It's not mm -hmm. weighing us down. Yeah especially with what's to come, mm -hmm. but like really, it's just wonderful. Again, they, they do, they do such a good job with that, like threading of the needle. Cause she kind of flops over and she's like, what's wrong with me? And like, it's genuinely very sad. And he's like, nothing's wrong with you. She's like, I'm difficult. <laughs> <laughs> this line delivery she does is really fantastic. And it's really good. And, and it's very funny. And my favorite thing about this scene that I think is again, just unbelievably well executed and nuanced is when they first kiss romantically, it's not a big deal. Yeah. It's so natural for them. Like he leans in and he's like, do you want me to go get you some more tissues or water mm -hmm. or whatever? Yeah. She's like, yes. And then he's like, okay, I'll be right back. And he kisses her. Well, then she pulls him back and she's like, just, can you stay a little bit longer? Like, yeah. don't, can, can you, you just yeah, hold can me you a little, little longer? Bit. And he's like, yeah, of course. And then they kiss again mm -hmm. and then they just keep kissing. And it's like, after such a long buildup in this, in this section of like, okay, clearly they are like, Sorry, this is a fly flying around. Those of you watching visually, we're just waving <laughs> our hands around. Um, but like after all this buildup, again, like 
any other movie would be like, this is the big moment. They just yeah. kiss for the first time. No. No, there's no swell of music. There's no pushing from the camera. It's just a moment. Another moment that I would have loved to be there in theaters for the first time, because I think the audience obviously is like, <gasps> like yeah. I feel like the air just leaves the room mm-hmm. when they first kiss. Um, anyway, so then they go to bed. Yep. And you get this really great shot of a close-up of Meg Ryan looking so satisfied and so just enthralled and happy. And it just pulls back and you see Billy Crystal staring up at the ceiling, horrified. He looks gone. (laughs) The dude has like the hundred yard stare. He does. He's just gone. Horrified. Mm -hmm. Um, And she's oblivious to it. And there's just kind of this awkward tension there. Like they're, they're trying to get back in step with each other. And yeah. she's perfectly fine with where she's at, but he is very clearly not. Um, and, you know, it's little things of she goes up to get some water, asks if you want some, comes back, and she kind of like saunters into the room and like presents the glass to him. And he's like, oh, thanks, yeah. Um, he makes his observations about her room. He's like, you have all your videotapes alphabetized and on index cards. Um, and then she's like, well, do you want to do anything else? Or you just want to go to sleep? And he's like, Let's go to sleep. Yeah. And she's like, oh, oh okay. Yeah. And I just kind of roll over. Yeah. Hard cut to the next morning. And he is, she wakes up as he is getting dressed, which calls back to their conversation in the diner where she's very frustrated at him and at men as a whole, where she's like, she's like, oh, you're just out the door too fast. Like, I don't understand you. And he's like, you know, and it also all the way back at the beginning of the movie, there's conversations he has where he's like, how long do you like to be held afterwards? Yeah. He's like all night. Right. He's like, that's your problem. Somewhere between 30 seconds and all night. Yeah. Is your problem. Because he says that all men after you've had sex are just lying there waiting, thinking how long do I have to wait here mm-hmm. and hold her until I can get up and go home basically. Yeah. Right. And yeah. Sally's like, that's what you're thinking. Right. So like that 10 year old wound just gets pried back up Yeah. as he is, heading out the door and like it's one of those things that again you're watching this and you're like harry you're being an asshole about this and it's necessary stuff like he's like hey you know i have work you have work i've got to go but, but i would like i, to I, I would like to tonight. do dinner. like he's he's trying but it's just he's so in his own head and so freaking out that yeah. like there was a calmer gentler way of doing this right but we established with him that like he was so in his mind of like, this is a really good friendship that I love mm-hmm. and I'm not going to let sex get in the way. Yeah. Like it's a really just good portrayal of like, we understand why. Totally. He's not like super excited. Yeah. He's like, this is terrible. Right. And brings back up that question for him. He doesn't say it out loud, but like, can men and women be friends without sex? Getting in the way? He's like, mm-hmm. what does this mean? Yeah. Right. Because he loves his friendship. There's a scene with him and Jess uh, where they're talking. He's like, I love this friendship. Like, yeah, he's great. like, I, I can, can talk, talk to her, her about anything. Yeah. And so I just feel like it's it's something that can be easily misunderstood of like, well, that's a really dick move, Harry. But it's like, yeah, but we understand what we've, we've known totally. him for a long time at this point. We know that he's not just being an asshole. He is just like, he's, yeah, he's in his head. He's paralyzed. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. he's afraid. Yeah. And I just think, I think it's, I think it's good again the worst version of this movie would have some sort of contrived misunderstanding that forces them apart. But this is a very real human thing of two people who 
we're not prepared to navigate this with each other. Mm -hmm. Don't know how to navigate it with each other. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is that right afterwards, Sally's like, I think it was a mistake. Like she's yeah. thinking that to herself because mm -hmm. we suddenly get voiceover monologue of their thoughts, which is important. Yep. And they both immediately call Jess and Marie and you have this oh. really amazing for like three way split screen yeah. of the two of them in bed. And then on either side, you've got Harry and Sally, which was just a nightmare to film because oh, they're sure. on three separate sound stages with earpieces in their ears trying to sync it up. Yeah. And it took something like 52 takes or something wow. like that. And they got it on the 52nd one or whatever. And Rob Reiner's like, well, let's try it again. Just, you know, let's see if we can get one for safety. And they couldn't do it. And he's like, nope, that's it. Yeah. So the one that's in the movie is the only one that they got. Wow. That worked the out 50 properly. 52nd take. Yeah. Wow. That's really great. It was just fun. There's a great moment where Justin Marie turn to each other and they go, they did it. <laughs> It's really good. It's really good. Making excuses for, oh, is that, you know, are you talking to somebody? He's like, oh, it's just Jane Fonda on the VCR. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the other thing that's really nice is at the end of that, there's a really sweet sentiment mm -hmm. where, um, is it, is it Marie who's Marie, like, Marie who's says, like, tell yeah. me I never have to go back out there again. Mm -hmm. And Justice is like, you never have to go back out there again. Yeah. Which is so nice. It's very, very wholesome and very mm -hmm. nice. Yeah. Um, then they don't talk for a long time. No, they, they go, they to, go to dinner. dinner and they both say it was a mistake. Yep. And the tension is palpable. But clearly Sally is really like, again, an, like an even bigger version of what yeah. was at the Met of like, really Because she of... says it first. She's like, it was a mistake. He says, yeah. I'm so glad you think so. And you just see her get like crestfallen. Yeah. And it's just, yeah. Yeah. Which uh, you're know, talking about them both being well-rounded people. I think that is like one of her character traits is this idea of like, never saying exactly what she wants yeah like she puts on a show but like deep down there's something else that she isn't expressing right yep. and that's a through line through this um but just things are kind of tough and they don't see each other for a while and we stick mostly with harry through this as yeah. far as like an emotional perspective we do get sally we get a reflect it's been a year basically mm -hmm. since christmas yeah. or whatever and sally's taking a christmas tree home by herself while Harry's trying to call her and get in touch with her. Yeah, that shot almost made me ball my eyes out this time. Yeah. Like that specific shot of her just dragging the tree by herself. Yeah. I was like, I can't handle this right it's now. It's just a really great like showcase of like, I don't know, like visual storytelling of like earlier in the movie, them carrying the tree together. And it's so simple. Yeah. But it works. It works. And it works because it's simple and it's simple because it works. Mm -hmm. And it's really great. Yeah. So we see moments like that of her, like her being isolated alone and Harry trying to make contact. Yeah. And he also keeps... alone in his apartment, mm -hmm. throwing cards at a yeah. trash can or whatever. He, uh, you know, keeps leaving voice messages for her. Sings a little song. Sings a little song. She doesn't answer. It's another another really good gag of a cut is he's with Jess and um, they're getting hot dogs or something. And he's like. I, what do I need to do? I, do I need to be like beat over the head with a club? She doesn't want to talk with me. I'm, I'm done making a fool of myself. Hard cut to him singing, singing a song into into her voice message, <laughs> asking her, her voice to call machine. him. It's she really answers funny. though. She does. Right at the end, he's like, "Okay, bye," and then she she picks, picks up. up. The phone. Yeah, and they talk a little bit. And he says he's sorry. Yeah, he says what are you he's doing sorry. Tonight? Yeah, because it's New Year's it's Eve. It's New Year's Eve. We said if we didn't have a date, we would go together. And she's like, "I'm not doing this, Harry. I'm not going to be your consolation prize." Yeah, which is a good line, and. Yeah. And then Harry does my typical Tuesday night in the summer, which is walking by myself, looking a little sad, having an ice cream. Yep. Like every once a week in the summer, I do that. But in, on a New Year's Eve in New York, mm -hmm. it's cold. Yeah. So he's just kind of avoiding everybody. Jess is at the party all dolled up. Um, and Sally. 
Oh, thank you. Um, and so Jess is also at the party all dolled up. Yes, yes, he is. <laughs> they oh, all look we, great. We skipped over the wedding. Oh, we did. I'm Jess sorry. and Marie have a wedding. Uh, that's where the fight really happens. Yeah, that's it's, where things kind of boil after over. the dinner. There's a big wedding with Jess mm-hmm. and Marie, and Harry walks up to Sally. It's been like three weeks. Yeah. And he's like, they're hey. both, they're, they're the maid of honor and, and the best man. And so they're, it's really nice during, well, the priest is doing like the vow. They're looking at each other. Yeah, they're just framed standing there. Like a bride and groom. This could be a potential best look for her. This green dress she green has. Green dress is, is really, really nice. Good. Harry, meanwhile, not great. No. Suits at the time. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, so they have this big fight. She hits him because mm-hmm. he insinuates that she's a dog. Yep. And um, well, he insinuates that she thinks that he's saying he took pity on her. Right. Which is where she boils over and really? can't take yeah. it anymore. Yeah. Um, it's yep. really good. Anyway, so that's when they fought. Yep. And that's when the, you know. Yep. Thank you. I'm... Yep. No, I, yeah. Yeah. I just thought of times that Jess was all dolled up and I realized we didn't talk about his we wedding. We didn't talk about the wedding. <laughs> um, yeah. So we're back at New Year's at the end of the movie and Harry's just wandering around the streets of New York and. It's the best part of the movie, I think, of he's walking around and I'm just a sucker for a good like callback montage in a movie. And he's at I don't I don't know the name of the landmark, the big arch in New York. Um, Forgive me for not knowing the particular name. Never been. Yep. Never been. Um, But to New York. That is where. (laughs) Yeah, please. Um, That's where Sally dropped him off after they came from the University of Chicago. It's really nice. So it cuts to that, and you just hear the voiceover bit of, well, you realize men and women can never be friends. And there's a little montage of them being friends. Through the whole movie. And I, I think it's really lovely, too, because it's all the moments we saw, but it's alternate takes. Yes. It's not the exact I same footage. Ask. Yeah, it's so good. It's all alternate takes, and it's really lovely. Um, and then Harry Connick Jr. singing It Had to Be You yep. comes in, and he just starts running yep and it wrecks my shit it also replays sally's time. line of you're the only person i knew in new york mm-hmm. mm. oh yeah so he starts running mm-hmm. can't catch a cab yep. meanwhile sally is at the party she's having a horrible time horrible time just boring ass men mm-hmm. and she's like i can't stand the thought of being here and not being kissed yeah and jess is like i'll kiss you and she's like you don't understand like it's not that's not the issue here yeah. um harry's trying to find a cab can't do it he's just booking it booking it and they, again, they start, you know, getting ready for the countdown. Sally is leaving. Yep. And Harry walks in at the swell of music of, you know, for nobody else gave me a thrill for all your faults. I love you still. Yeah. And it, he walks up to her and he says, you know, I'm doing this. I've been thinking about it a lot. And the thing is, I love you. And Sally's bowled over by this and says, how do you, how do you expect me to respond to that? And he says, well, how about you love me too? Yeah. She's like, you can't do this to me. Yeah. And he goes into this. Countdown ends here. Yeah. yeah, The countdown ends. It's happening. And you keep thinking, okay, he's going to grab her. He's going to kiss her at, you know, three, two, one. Doesn't happen. Happy New Year. They're still talking. They're still arguing. They are fighting with each other. And that's like when his speech starts. Yeah. 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 Because he's like, well, how is it supposed to be? She's like, I don't know, but not like this. And he's like, well, how about this? And he does his big old speech. Big old monologue, but all the nice little things she does that he loves. Mm Mm-hmm. It's really lovely. And at the end of it, she says, you know, this is what I hate, Harry. Like, you say these things, and it makes me impossible for me to hate you. And, and I, I do. do hate I hate you. you. I hate you. And, and then they kiss. And then they kiss. And, oh, and she's crying. Good, yep. good tear performance. Good tear performance. She's once again killing it with the crying. It's really good. Um, and they kiss, and then it, you know, yeah, pulls back. And then uh, end of the interstitials. We had all the interstitials, all the couples. Mm-hmm. And at the very end. It's Harry and Sally. Yep. And they're telling their story of how they met. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, 
we first we hated each other. Ten years later, we met again. We you know we became friends. Yeah, and we were friends for a long time. Yeah. It's like and then you know, then we got married yeah. and they're like, yeah, we got married three months after that. Like yeah. it's only three months. And they talk a little bit about their, yeah. their wedding, Big coconut cake, mm-hmm. having the chocolate sauce inside. It's just very cute. And you cut to credits and it's just, that's it. That's it. That's the movie. Perfect and movie. It, 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 do you think it's a perfect movie? I think it's a perfect movie. I, think it's a perfect I genuinely movie. think it is a perfect movie. There is nothing about this that I can look at and say that I would want to change. Even no. the stuff that I think hasn't aged as well, again, in context of the movie, is never presented in a cr- congratulatory way. We're never supposed to look at Harry's views on women or the comments he makes about his ex-wife and be like, hell yeah, man. Yeah. Like, it's it's all very human stuff, you mm-hmm. know? It's, I don't know, I think it's a perfect movie. I think it's a perfect movie. Yeah. And it just, like, I... It was one of those things, like, it bowled me over so much the first time I watched it, and I was expecting it to drop off on multiple viewings and it never does no. like it just consistently stays this like perfect thing but it's also really easy to watch yeah i feel like there's a version of this movie that's and ent- like it's agonizing to watch totally especially when they're not talking to one another well yeah like that and also all the stuff at the beginning like this could have been a really bad high school production of like much ado about nothing, you know, where people are just like, I hate you. You disgust me. And then they fall in love. Like it's so believable because they give them the time. Totally. Right. Yeah. And, and like, I was nervous because I showed this to someone earlier this year and I was really nervous about it because I was like, I've never really watched this as someone who hasn't seen it before Mm -hmm. in like, you know, by myself. Sure. And I was like, I don't know. Like, like, is she going to hate, Harry at the start of this like is she gonna be like can we turn this off because it would be rough yeah but no no it's funny and it's charming even for the beginning even if you don't like Harry you just kind of are like well Sally's nice and like you're just kind of like I don't know this is interesting yeah it's immediately interesting I agree interested to see where it goes especially if you know that it's something romantic you know Mm -hmm. and um and it's something that I think all rom-coms after this that try to emulate this get wrong Mm mm-hmm and it's that either they introduce a man who sucks, but then he has to change in the span of like a few days or a week. Yeah. Right? Where it's like, well, no, by the end of the movie, he has to change, but we're not going to rip off when Harry Potter completely. We can't have like a 15-year gap. He has to change within like three days. Yeah. And it's never believable. Mm-hmm. And it never works. Right? No. And then the other version, of, yeah, and that's kind of what you're talking about, right? Of like, it's like, I hate you. And then they fall in love. It's like, well, how is that believable? Like mm-hmm. we have to believe that. And it's a hard line to walk, especially like I, I think much to do about nothing is a great way of looking at it. Of like the best productions of much to do about nothing, make it believable that while they, they do hate each other from the beginning, it's undeniably like an attraction. Totally. Right. But some of these other movies just get it wrong. Yeah. And they make just the are like, just no, we hate each other. Yeah. There is nothing here salvageable, but somehow we're going to plumb a romance out of this. Out of like three days. Yeah. So it's either a good production of Much Ado About Nothing or When Harry Met Sally and there's no in between. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Right? Yep. For this to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, recommendation, check out the David Tennant, Catherine Tate, Much Ado About Nothing. It's really good. It's really good. Really good. I also like the Kenneth Branagh one. I really like the Kenneth Branagh That's one. It's a good one too. It's really good. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, man, okay, yeah. Anything else you would like to say about this movie before we get into criteria? Thank you to this movie for making little guys who aren't the most handsome guys wearing sweaters uh, a viable option for all the men look man like that's like billy crystal's got sex appeal in this movie man he does he does it's undeniable Undeniable. (laughs) 
It is. It really is. And that's great. I think that's awesome. It's really awesome. Yeah. Because that's the other thing is that all these other movies are like, it's Ryan Reynolds. And I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. He's got no hill to fight up. Yeah. Billy Crystal's Billy Crystal, and he's great, and I like him a lot. Mm -hmm. But he's not Ryan Reynolds. No. But he's still very attractive in this movie. He is. And he's just, I don't know. Kills it. I've I've talked to a lot of women who say they just love him in this movie. It's the power of being funny. All those. I'm trying so hard. (laughs) Aren't we all? Uh, Do you have anything else to say about this movie? No, just like, I just, again, I love it so much. And like, I without getting into anything too heavy, like I, you know, have been daunted a little bit by this movie because of personal life stuff and was really worried about it and was worried that like it was going to get tarnished or tainted or I wasn't going to enjoy it. But like it was oddly very affirming for me in my That's life great. right now. No, and I, I, I needed it. I'm so glad. Yeah. We've been watching some good movies for this podcast recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surely it won't end. Surely. Um, okay. Criteria. Okay. Historical and technical significance. Not so much the technical significance. No. Not necessarily film history. No. But this did maybe revitalize the rom-com. I think in a lot of ways. a new version of the rom-com. Totally. That people wanted to emulate. Yeah, because at this point, like, the in-vogue version of the rom-com was anything coming out of Woody Allen. Like, a lot of people decried this when it came out as being, like, a poor man's Woody Allen. Or maybe something, like, Overboard. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. Just, like, more comedy totally but this is like a rom-com that's also got the heart and i feel like yeah whereas the woody allen stuff is like funny neurotic right yeah yeah and there's um, some there's you know there's some what's the word what's the form of neuro, neuro, neuroticism uh, neuroses there we go there's some of that in this a little <laughs> tiny bit but not really yeah yeah mm-hmm. i agree um i think Maybe the only other argument you can make historically is, and I might be putting my foot in my mouth here, but I, I'm almost positive this is in the um, the film registry of the Library of Congress as okay. being culturally, historically, or aesthetically significant. Hey, if they say it is, then I think so. Yeah. I think so, too. Um, yeah, kind of up there with, like, it happened one night as far as, like, re, like reintroducing and re-kind of evaluating the romantic comedy yeah and establishing like a new precedent going forward totally right? and i think like that right that's the case with it happened one night right like yeah. that kind of mm-hmm. yeah um gave us a million tropes that's for sure definitely and in that same and this regard also gave us a million tropes. a million tropes and i think like this has really carved itself into pop culture in a very specific way mm-hmm. like even the framing of when blank met blank yeah comes from this movie when harry met lloyd yeah it gets it gets riffed on a lot <laughs> Um, and you know, even as much of just the, you know, the lines from this movie get brought up a lot of, I'll yeah. have what she's having is yep. brought up all the time. Yep. It's riffed on, it's parodied. So I think like an argument could be made. My gut's telling me Citizen Kane for this one, I think. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But like there's, there's, there's a fighting chance. Again, it's that cultural relevancy. Yeah, totally. Which we could just change this criteria at some point, but it's historical and technical relevancy. Yeah. Which I think it needs to be. Which I think it needs to be. Yeah. And I think Citizen Kane takes that still. I agree. But damn, this movie is good. And mm-hmm. it did make an impact. Absolutely. It made a huge splash. Huge splash. Um, it's even worth asking. How well do you think this movie's doing what it's trying to do? It's a perfect movie. It's a perfect Parker. movie. I don't know what perfect to tell you. Movie. Two thumbs up. Yeah, Not even, yeah can't all. argue that's it. it. Yeah, that's it. That's all, folks. Um, but 
because do you do you think Citizen Kane? You don't think Citizen Kane's a perfect movie? No, I don't. So then that's automatic. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I I I stake my flag on that claim. Okay. So. Yeah. Um. It's funny that we're like over twenty episodes in, and I still get nervous. Where I'm like, what if we're wrong? What if? What if? What? <laughs> We've been doing this like, for a year. What if they, what if they take away our mics? Like, what if somebody comes like, and says we I can't, can't do it, this I can't anymore? I'm boldly saying that Citizen Kane isn't a perfect show, and that I'm like sometimes I get like paranoid. I'm like they're gonna get us. Who is they? Who is they, Max? I don't know, but I'm scared. The movie police. The movie police. Oh no! The boys, Spielberg and yeah. Scorsese, and whoever whoever went after Zaslav, they're gonna yeah. come after us and be like, "What'd you say?" <laughs> Uh, listen to the pod uh, it's a lot more nuanced than you yeah think i, I promise there's some complexities here <laughs> um third category oh wow well, hmm. <laughs> well does this connect with you on an emotional level <laughs> it connects a lot yeah that's all that's all more so than citizen Kane. yep yeah well by criteria's sake uh i think it goes to when harry met sally it's taking a step back i still think it goes I to still... when harry met sally man like Look, I maybe I'll regret saying this, but like it's one of those things of you know how people toss around the phrase like it's the Citizen Kane of blank. Yeah, this is the Citizen Kane of rom coms. It is. That's true. Like I, I fully stand by that. That is true. You know, it is. And I get that Citizen Kane is the Citizen Kane of film, <laughs> but also <laughs> I think there's some valid arguments here. Yeah, you know. Maybe we should have called this podcast "Figure Like the Citizen Kane of Blank and just determined what, <laughs> what movie is the Citizen Kane of different genres. Oh, that's a fun spinoff episode. That is. There you go. Anyway, anyway. I agree. This is be- When Harry Met Sally is better than Citizen Kane. Yeah, I think so. Because it is the Citizen Kane of rom-coms. Totally. Still, once again, acknowledging that Citizen Kane is still good enough yes. that we call this the Citizen Kane of rom-coms. Right. It's still the bar to be set, but like... It's the whole point of the podcast. We've I'm, been doing this for almost well, a year now. I'm almost a year and I'm still trying to be like, don't be mad. Max gets real nervous about it, everybody. I don't I don't care. I don't give a shit. Go nuts. He's got I, his master's in film. He can say whatever he wants. I can wants. say whatever Me? I I'm want. still a student. I'm not a master. <laughs> anyway. Okay, great. Uh, well, this is fun. I'm Perfect. really glad we did this one. It's always a good watch. Uh, Max, would you like to tell the dear listeners what's next for us? So here's the thing, everybody, is that as you know, we love to do a little a little holiday-themed block for, of episodes, as you would have noticed from our Halloween block, with a quick break for everything everywhere, which I think was needed and yeah. was good. It was nice to fit something else in there that isn't holiday. holiday. Yeah. That being said, When Harry Met Sally is a very Thanksgiving movie. It's a very end of November, December, Christmas, and New Year's Eve movie, so mm-hmm. it's a great start for this block. Next time is our last episode before the end of the year. I thought there was one more. I thought we had one there more is Christmas one more, episode. But we haven't discerned what it is yet, so yes. my brain went, it doesn't exist. <laughs> this is our penultimate episode of the year, mm-hmm. which means it's a Christmas episode. Yeah. And rather than watch a, a movie that we've seen before and like, for example, Parker's pick that we'll get to eventually would be It's a Wonderful Life. My yes. pick would be 1970s Scrooge yes. with Albert Finney. Which we will get to. We will get to. We're doing Love Actually, 2003. Which neither of us have seen. We've never seen it. And it's coming back to theaters. <laughs> it's gonna be in. It's gonna be in our local, our yeah. local independent theater, and it's kind of incredible. <laughs> and we, so we might see. Well, it I, it, the reason it's the 20th anniversary, oh, which yeah, I just is. found out. Yeah, I forgot because so, it's 2003. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's so. 
Look forward to that. I'm We've s- never watched I'm this so movie. I'm so excited to watch I Love know Actually the memes. I yep. know the basic premise. I've seen the clip where uh, Hugh Grant jumps down the stairs and there's a jump cut. Yep. Really excited about that. Mm-hmm. Never seen it. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those movies, and we'll talk about it next time, but it's one of those movies that is like a staple for a lot of people, mm-hmm. but I feel like in recent years, people have been like, why? Yeah. So I'm excited to give it a watch. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. You got to watch the movies that aren't better than Citizen Kane. Or maybe it is. Maybe it is. But maybe I, we'll be shocked. I don't have high hopes. <laughs> I keep looking at the camera. Not everyone watches this. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Tune in next time for Love Actually. All right. That sounds like a good plan. Well, thanks, everybody. Hope you do well, and we'll catch you next time. Yeah, take care. Bye.